It's the AA Show Archive again, show man. For February 14, 2024. How's it going? How goes it? Well, that was fucking embarrassing. Did that get ca- caught on the fucking audio? I don't think that has ever happened. Seven years, eight years. Holy shit, man! It's been a while. Um, recording this thing. How's your Valentine's Day going? Did you get anything for your bow, bell, whatever? Him, they, she, they, it. What? I don't give a fuck. You know, you love what you love. One love, right? If you didn't, you better get something now. It's the middle of the week, Valentine's Day this year. So get some shit, okay? Or if, if you don't have anybody, treat yourself, goddammit. Self-loving is a loving. You know, you can grab your own love handle and then just like, just just understand that like, you know, look, that love handle that you're having so much fun touching right now is the reason why you're alone. But you know what? You can fix it. If you just put in some hours into it, if you just work on your diet, you will not die alone. Because at the end of the day, all these men, especially the dudes, cis male, I'm going to be very specific, men going their own way, listening to Andrew Tate, all these fucking self-help gurus, so-called ones, and saying females, the females, you know, that's what they call the, the women, you know, blah, 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 all that shit, and the rightful place. At the end of the day... You know they don't want to die alone. <laughs> that is the ultimate fear of a cis male or any man for that matter. You you die alone like a potentially a homeless dude, you know, just on the street shooting up of a fentanyl. That is the saddest fucking thing and saddest legacy to die of. Do you want to die like a Mozart, you know, just buried in like a fucking whatever? With nobody around you. Do you? Do you want to die like Isaac Newton. Who died a virgin. Who proclaimed after inventing calculus. Finding gravity. All that yada yada yada. All that shit you had to learn in high school. And early years of the college. College. He said it was a choice. And he died like that. I don't fucking buy it. I think Isaac Newton is a little fucking church bitch. You know. And and he he's just in denial. He's just rationalizing him, you know, whatever he was doing. I don't know what he was jerking off to. That's my fucking question. I'm kind of curious now. Did he ever, did, did, did he get aroused every time he's, maybe he was asexual. And then, yeah, and BK, why are you being so ignorant? You know what? Maybe that's fucking true. But, you know, I, I'm, going, I'm going off way tangent over here. I did not mean to rant. What the motherfucking Valentine's Day. But now it got me started. That happened. So I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. I don't think it was the most boring Super Bowl that I saw. Some people are like, it's a conspiracy. And Joe Biden posted all that shit. But I don't want to talk about all that. You got gazillion things. Gazillion other podcasts who will go in depth. Gazillion YouTube videos who will do infinite analysis about the Super Bowl that has happened. What I will say is Brock Purdy's not a winner. I think Brock Purdy at best is Jared Goff with legs. And Jared Goff is not is a good quarterback, but ain't going to be a winner for you. For the D- Detroit Lions. Ain't going to be. Otherwise, the Rams would have kept him. And ever since Goff left the Rams, would be much better than where it was on the Rams. He's not. Brock Purdy is just hair above that, in my opinion. Like Kyle Shanahan overmanaging and just like not really... 
coming into fruition of execution without a different, different, real difference maker, in my opinion, was a was a difference of Kansas City winning. So that's my rant right there. So I because of that, and I got burned by you know going against Kansas City last year in that Super Bowl. And some people are like, oh, NFL is rigging this for fucking Kansas City and Mahomes. And I'm like, you know, shut the fuck up, man. Like, you know, I, I, I just go, is Mahomes at the level of Brady or Montana? I'm going to say no. I don't think he's at that level. He's a Steph Curry of our generation. He's not a Michael Jordan of our generation. I don't think he's a LeBron James of our generation. I think he's a Steph Curry of the generation. And you go, oh, BK, because he's biracial? No. I think the way he plays the game, it kind of revolutionizes and it redefines what a franchise quarterback would look like in this generation and this decade as we're going into it. But is it at the... Has that fully translated into the greatness that Tom Brady, Joe Montana, you know, have demonstrated? I'm not putting Troy Aikman there because I know Troy Aikman said four years ago or something is like, tell me when Mahomes gets like uh, 33% of the Super Bowls that Aikman got. And then, yeah, now they're fully matched three to three right there. And I just go like, well, I think at least you know Troy executed and got the job done and he was really great and the concussion cut his career short but whatever so I'm not gonna go into any of it I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about this and none of you give a fuck about the fucking Super Bowl that has happened and been done so congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs I think they're a great team um I I I really I really like seeing Dynasty if it's like I I won this third three you know three p to actually happen so they they just like say this is a dynasty finally because i i just go like you know i i really think the patriots dominating the way they did for like two decades and just being consistently being in there and be feared you know as this like fucking dark star of, of things it's just like all right is kansas city that no it doesn't have the same feeling so i'm not gonna give them a dynasty label yet because i they need to win one more in my view like three in a five years it's like eh, three in a four i would have been like okay but if you repeat that is a fucking dynasty to me so anyways I wanted to get a good on old archive, but it's a little different. It's not exactly a best of like I had before. Well, I guess it's a kind of a best of, but um, I just realized that since I've been running this show way too long, I'm going to find the exact date, uh, month and a day, in the episode that we have had. So I'm going to do this throughout the year because, um, you know, because if you release long enough of archive, you just have this shit. So anyways, I went, I'm going to refer you to a uh, this episode episode 75 <laughs> 75 and this episode is 358 so and this is when i was still doing it bi-weekly i think instead of weekly anyhow so this is the episode from 2018 olympics the one that fucking nhl didn't go and oh wow how how the timing has worked out so great because nhl just announced in the all-star break uh, a couple weekends ago that they would go back to the olympics in was it italy they're in it yeah italy and then the whatever 2030 after 
So I'm glad that NHL is heading back and they're going to have a Four Nations Cup. Great, fantastic. Uh, but they really missed out on growing the game in the international side, but just by going to another uh, European nation instead of a- skipping the Asian countries completely. Although one of them for Beijing was uh, disrupted by the coronavirus, which I don't think any of them foresaw coming in. But the plan always was skip Korea, go to China, because China is a bigger market. I talked about this in some of these before. I don't think I talked about it in this episode because I was so fucking ticked about it. But anyways, enjoy this episode. I'm going to play the portions of it. And I I think I'm also just as quiet because I was recording in the hotel room somewhere in Toronto. How interesting because I'm recording this very late night (laughs) on a Valentine's Day. And then I, I haven't mentioned anything about Valentine's Day if I remember right. Maybe I did at the end. Anyways, enjoy this clip from six years ago from two Winter Olympics ago. So uh, the Winter Olympics are going on, and now I'm in Canada. So I've been kind of not watching Olympics, but for some reason, since I'm in a hotel room or at my parents' place, I stare at the coverage that's on in Canada here by CBC mostly. Um, and then comparing that to the NBC coverage in America, I start realizing why the Canadian coverage is way better, and that the American coverage is an absolute utter dumpster shit fire. I must say so. Um, I'll go into that. So uh, what happened was that uh, Olympic coverage, if you don't know in America, and then you don't know any bubble outside the America, uh, ever since NBC took over the rights from ABC and CBS, um, CBS a couple decades ago, three decades ago now, a couple decades ago, and then the from ABC from like the 80s, NBC always preempted their, uh, not preempted, whatchamacallit, they pre-taped their coverage and then show it to the American folks in the prime time. Uh, there was never the live coverage. Well, then again, there was only one channel, the NBC at the time, just like over the air channel, the network. But you know, NBC has a, NBC Universal has a lot of channels: Bravo, CNBC, NBCSN, uh, E Network, even that's owned by the Universal. You know, whole, a whole bunch of Comcast avenues, Xfinity, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Now, what I noticed four years ago when Xfinity took over. They said, well, we'll give you this free online viewing, and then it's a free pass for like four hours or some shit. And I posted on this Facebook four years ago when I was watching the Sochi Winter Olympics hockey game. And then it's like, oh, your viewing pass is going to expire. You never get that in Canada. I mean, it's if you're supporting your own fucking country, shouldn't you have the right to watch this for free and then support your country? It's like, is America such a litigious and a capitalistic country that you want to milk the money out of, you want to milk the money out of patriotism? Is that how the country works, huh? Then again, looking at the NFL and then how the uh, army <laughs> military sponsorship works with the NFL, NFL. So, um, I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised. You know, everything has a cost. Everything has a price. So they'll charge you. Uh, but at the same time, what I don't understand and always get frustrated by the American coverage of the Olympics is the non-liveness of it. Come on, this is fucking 2017, and then. The fact that Xfinity is trying to milk the money out of you. Oh, it's like, oh, you got to be an Xfinity member. You're going to watch it for free, whatever the hell you want. That's such bullshit. And then you watch the you watch the Canadian coverage. You see the feed on Twitter and all that. And you see the highlights from the all the 
the media rights holders like CBS T or CBC, TSN, and then Sportsnet. So they're just trying to catch the Olympics and watching the highlights. And this is not really the media rights owner's fault like CBC or the NBC or whoever it is around the world, but it's the IOC's fault too. I mean, this is why NHL is not in the Olympics this year because the IOC is International Olympic Committee is not willing to share the pie of either the media coverage or the, the the rights use of the films and the highlights with the players that the NHL is providing. I completely understand the owner's side. And then also, I completely understand that they're doing this at, like a, <laughs> at no benefit whatsoever other than goodwill of the spirit of the amateurship and then the athleticism, which Olympics is not, and neither are the NHL players. They're the professionals. They're, they're not amateurs here anymore, despite the pride of representing the country. And then only once every four years, you get to do that. And in trying to catch the Olympic highlights, whether it's on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, my God, you run into the roadblocks. And this is fucking 2017. Why can't I catch a highlight on the House of Highlights or Bleacher Report or somewhere on Instagram? Somebody has to pirate it, and IOC and the media rights holders have to take it down at every moment. Only thing I see from the official coverage people and their social media accounts are all snapshots or the stupid photos of people hugging and shit, which I don't give a shit about at all i want to see what the fuck happened this is fucking maddening this is fucking outrageous and the fact that the ioc and neither the media coverage people although they i'm sure they want to do it they're not that stupid xfinity is not that stupid comcast is not that stupid cbs cbc rogers bell are not that stupid but the fact that the ioc is like hampering like hunkering down on their on the olympic feed and then the coverage and then the archival videos that they can show and compare it is utter ridiculous i cannot bear with the shit and so because of that and then the people are talking about how the viewership viewership for the olympics is down no fucking wonder people the millennials you know the ones that are eat, busy eating avocados and playing snapchat and the trivia hq trivia fucking game we don't have time for this shit you know, if you don't get it to me right away, we're not going to fucking watch it. We're not going to go dig around and find it. One, two, three, click. Fuck it. If I don't get it, I don't get it. Fuck it. So IOC, wake the fuck up and then get up to the 2017 level when it comes to your media coverage. Second of all, why the American coverage sucks? Well, that's more of an American, uh, the IOC being sucky. <sighs> I was watching the figure skating, which was a, one of the first major events that happened this past weekend. Uh, you know, the team event that was going on, and I was flipping between CBC and NBC coverage. And believe it or not, NBC was covering this live uh, for the ice dancing portion and also the ladies free skating portion that was happening. And then, um, well, NBC, first of all, they hired, before jumping into the team event, they hired this uh, Asian expert who was obviously not Asian and then said some most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. So when Korea came out in the opening ceremony and Japan comes out or some shit, and then the guy says, well, by the way, Korea was occupied by Japan from 1910 to 1945 before they got nuked. The Japanese got nuked. And then, but during that occupation time, you know, Korea, he said, I'm paraphrasing it here, Korea always looked to Japan to be a technological and exemplary country that led the Korea to be the economical powerhouse that it is now. Now, people obviously took offense to it, so did I, because we never looked them as an example. They fucking occupied, raped, and killed people, and then just took away whatever the culture thing they had and what the Japanese people did at that time. And the very, very fact that this guy is saying that, whoa, all the Asian countries looked at Japan and looked up and then, like, fucking followed that model, 
I mean, that's a fucking reaching statement right there. And then say what you will about Samsung, Sony, Hyundai, Toyota, Kia, Honda, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's not how the culture and the history worked. I'm sorry, you know. So there's that. And then the motherfucker, the, the NBC quickly apologized for that shit. So that's a strike one. Strike two, which is not as bad. But watching the figure skating coverage, uh, I I noticed this with the past American-produced sports uh, coverage as well. I mentioned this to Richard Deitch on Twitter last night. I don't know. I was hypersensitive last night. I said, why is it that in every American play-by-play, whether it's soccer, hockey, football, figure skating, they have the, they, they, they cannot shut the fuck up. And then they have to speak at every moment, at every play, during a play. I noticed this with Ian Dark and Gus Johnson when they're doing soccer. Like, if you watch the BBC or the Sky Sports of the Premier League coverage or the World Cup coverage and the international feed, they shut the fuck up. One guy, and then one guy just, like, comments on the ball going back and forth, and it's like, it's a goal, you know, that kind of thing. But you never commentate on every single pass, every single fucking fluid moment, which, for some reason, American-produced sports coverage, play-by-play, always does. And I noticed this again with the figure skating coverage. NBC, I love... I, I mean, I enjoy listening to, who is it, Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. They're very entertaining, and then they look like they're covering the Hunger Games instead of the figure skating. And of course, if you look at their attire, but then again, figure skaters, what do you expect? Uh, so it's they're very entertaining. They're fun to listen to. And I, I remember them talking about, you know, the figure skating scoring system back in Sochi and Bob Costas trying to understand why does it matter what you do in the beginning of the program? is different from from what you do at the end of the program that triple axel why why does it matter more at the end the like bob costa's argument is like the one run scored in the first inning is is still the same run in the ninth inning you know in the end so what's the difference why does figure skating do this and then johnny weir and then the tara lipinski gave their their take and then i and they understood and you know they're very good broadcasters however when i watched the actual ice dancing and then the figure skating of the team event i saw sunday night well they wouldn't shut the fuck up of every movement of the all the skaters that was out there as i go and i'm like and then they're not all i mean some of them are good pointers at real time they pointed out oh my god that triple axel oh they didn't make a full rotation blah 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 they might get deducted but some of them was like whoa what a move what a ballsy move you know that kind of shit i'm just like i don't give a fuck and then you flip back to cbc and watch the exact same coverage they shut the fuck up unless something amazing like the triple axel like the japanese american girl did like triple axel that never happened nobody landed that in the olympic history first american woman to do that or some shit like that that you have to capture that however any other intermediary details that's very mundane that you're gonna tell me during the replay afterwards i don't give a shit don't tell me during it and i guess this also happens in american coverage because after every skater almost virtually every skater there was a commercial break in between so there's really not enough time to revisit those points you know, for the American coverage in NBC because it was like, oh, when skater ended. Before the score, commercial. Oh, you come back. And then we talk about one or two highlights. If you watch the CBC, they'll go through the key replays about like four or five items during the program that just happened. And then you get to the score. So there's a fluidity and then the flow to it. But the very fucking capitalistic fact that in the American coverage, you have to have a commercial. You have a very, very limited time. You got to throw everything at the audience and then teach them, walk them through one by one. Why can't I get the moment to 
listen to it and watch it and enjoy it and interpret it, especially for an artistic event like a fucking figure skating. Why can't I do that? Why can't I look and count the number of rotations before you do? Tell me after during your replay. Why the hell do I have to see another fucking Toyota commercial? You know, why the hell do I have to see another AT&T commercial? I don't give a fuck about it. I don't have AT&T. I have T-Mobile. Stop putting this in my face. Anyways, because of this, I think the American coverage is very annoying. And then I think a lot of people are noticing this and have no patience for it. I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. This is why probably the viewership is down. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just give me the, just give me the essence of the ones like in the replay or let me enjoy it at my pace. And then the very fact that the, I think now I come to realization all of a sudden is that the NBC way of covering the Olympics is very naggy and annoying and demanding. I understand they're trying to educate the viewers and try to come up with the characteristic stories of the personal story of every single fucking athlete out of fucking North Dakota or somewhere South Carolina. But God damn, it is damn annoying trying to listen to that for more than 10 minutes. The only reason I kept watching watching the figure skating is because I was flipping back and forth between CBC and NBC. And CBC, they let... They let the they let the play or the skaters speak for themselves, you know. And then oh, they only speak when they're spoken to or when they see the moment that needs to be pointed out and then be reacted upon. And then have the announcers speak out the emotions that I'm feeling right now of like, holy shit, he fell off the whatever. Holy shit, she her she hit her ass on the ice. You know that kind of shit. You know, I was like, oh shit, that's that's rough, that's rough. And then you don't have to tell me how gall how much gall the motherfucking uh, you know. Nathan Chan has or some shit. I don't give a fuck. Talk to me when he talk. Analyze that after, not during it. And you know, I obviously I haven't seen every single other sport like a luge with a fucking shalom, shalom, slalom. I think it's slalom. Why did I say shalom? I don't fucking. I, I have no idea. Maybe I'm that tired. But anyways, the the American coverage just sucks. American Olympic coverage just sucks. The one that the fucking viewership is down. There's no social media or the quick house of highlight way of me catching the fucking olympics and that is very fucking annoying and then that's very degrading and then the very fucking fact that ioc promotes an amateurism yet they have their along with fifa is a one of the most it is probably the most corrupt uh sports organizations internationally although they're saying they're cleaning the shit up it's it's unfucking believable. No wonder no one wants to host this shit. And then did you know that the next three Olympics, including this one, is in East Asia? So this one's in Pyeongchang, Korea. Next one in Tokyo for 2020 Summer Olympics. And then 2022, we're back in uh, Asia, in Beijing for the Winter Olympics. And what the fuck? Beijing got the Olympics, two Olympics in like fucking 14 years. How the fuck does that happen? 2008 and 2000. 22 what the fuck is that no one wants to host the olympics same for the fifa world cup no one wants to host the fucking world cup and pay all these fifa officials before they get caught so anyways uh i'm gonna keep it short there thanks for listening all right that is the end of that and then oh boy that was an interesting take i didn't realize i said some of these things but then again that's what just happens uh anyway thanks for listening please subscribe to the apple podcast and then uh spotify I am as cool as Cardi B now, like seven years ago, okay? <laughs> Six years ago, whatever, man. And then uh, have a great rest of the week. Hope to, you know, I think the freeze is back after the random ass warmth that we had last weekend. So uh, stay warm, stay safe, stay frosty, stay nice. And then we'll see you next week. Peace out.